what's going on? It is good to be back. Uh, it is great to have Lindsay here. It is great to have Laura here. Kaplan, it is good to hear you earlier today and now be on here with you. Uh, 17 days flew by very quickly. And to Chris, I was not on TV all that much, to be honest with you. I was actually... No, I was only on TV maybe once or twice now that I think about it during the 17 days. So. 17 days is a long time to be off the radio. I start thinking to myself, man, if I were off the radio for 17 days, I, I don't know what I'd do. Like, it, you might have a hard time getting me back on the air just because in 17 days, I don't know, George, I might switch careers or something. I mean, I thought about it, i got to be honest with you, but, um, but <laughs> yeah, nonetheless, what, here. What, what were you considering? Here I am. Uh, well, I've actually got a big announcement to make this week. You want me to make it just now? Is, is sure. that what you want me to do? Sure. I mean, I mean, beyond the Lindsay announcement, obviously. So I'm going to be doing some play-by-play for the company uh, on radio, on ESPN Radio. I will be calling a football game this weekend, which you can hear right here on 710 ESPN. It'll be at 10 a.m. You'll hear the Jags, Trevor Lawrence's first game against the Houston Texans. I'll be doing that. I'm doing like three or four SC games on ESPN Radio nice. uh, this, uh, this fall. So including the UCLA-USC game, which I'm sure we'll talk a lot about today, considering Beautiful. everything that transpired over the weekend. So, yeah, I, I, I did actually do a career move. On, um, you know, fortunately, it didn't mean I had to leave here. You know, so. so you mean to tell me that for 17 days you've not been on the radio here on 710, but you've been working on your next or the, the, the evolution of your broadcast career, which is going Correct. from talk radio and yeah. sideline reporting to actually yeah. calling play-by-play. Yeah, to calling the games, I feel like it's a natural pivot, and I also feel like, um, I don't know, I just, I, I miss doing football or being a part of football, so this is an easy way to do it. Um, I will be doing some NBA games once that rolls around too, so it'll be uh, a mixture of TV sidelines and some calling games on radio, and it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be fun. So I'm excited for that. Uh, so that's what I was doing. I was literally practicing the entire time that I was gone. Um, I, I have been doing like simulation games, calling games off the TV, calling games off YouTube. Uh, and I also spoke to Lindsay at length, uh, getting ready for her arrival. Lindsay, are you uh, excited? Uh, you know, you no longer have uh, the weight of the world on your shoulder. <laughs> oh, um, wow. You know, dealing with Mason in Ireland now. So, you know, More you're Mason. good now. More well, dealing with Mason. Mostly I, I Mason. Will, yes, let's be yeah, real here. It's less about Mason. Ireland. Yeah, yeah, I will say I haven't been this excited about working on a new show in a long time. I'm, be, I'm probably ever, I think. Safe to say, ever. So I'm super excited to work with you guys. Um, obviously, I enjoyed my time working on Mason in Ireland. But, you know, that whole trade thing that we talked about, you know, Amanda made this decision whenever she made it. And we tried to have some fun with it. But then Mason got a little bit out of shape, so we had to we had to scrap the fun part. But yeah. here I am. I'm now the producer for Sedano and Kaplan, and I'm excited. Well, let yeah. Me just... And by the way, it, it was it, it was something that was done by management. So if you want to blame anyone, blame Greg Bergman, the mole. Well, okay, he's well, the I, mole because but, he's but a sure. double agent, that Greg Bergman. But, but I feel like I'm taking the brunt of the blame. If I'm being honest, why are you here, taking oh, the brunt okay, of okay, the blame? Okay, here's why. Okay, here's why. So, so Bergman goes on vacation, right? Lindsay fills in for Bergman. I yeah. say to you on the air. Oh, this was air, like a month ago. Yeah. Right. I, I say to you on the air, very jokingly, it was just a goof. It was just a joke, okay? I was like, hey, what do you think about us trading Bergman for Lindsay? And everybody got uptight. Oh, hey, I don't know, man. Maybe we should, you know. And I'm like, oh, I'd do that trade all day, every day. It was just a goof. That's all. 
just intended to be a little bit of fun, just poking a little bit. Let's then, be real. You, you you pulled the strings behind the scenes. Well, then I mean, right. you got the you got the wheels I mean, in motion, and everyone was like, yeah. "Hey, you know what? Lindsay that's is a, that an Kaplan. awesome producer. She should be producing Afternoon Drive." And the heck right. with Greg Bergman, he could just go back to Mason in Ireland. Right, and and they probably said, you know, Kaplan finally has a good idea. Like, right. Why don't we actually capitalize on that? Right. So so for everybody that's hitting me up on Twitter, like, and I'll, I'm putting this in air quotes, but blaming me, like, you got Lindsay to you guys, and you pushed Bergman to Mason in Ireland, and this is all you. And then you got people. Some people are like, I'll never listen to Mason in Ireland again because Lindsay was the best part of that show, or. I'll never listen to Sedano and Cap ever again because Bergman's the smartest Dodger fan on the radio station. <laughs> you know, like I'm like sure the, you got the, a ton of those tweets, right? Oh, dude. I guess, <laughs> well, and by a ton, yeah. what are we talking about here? Ten? Like one. I think one. I think okay. Is, is oh, there you, there you go. I think yeah. one is yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. But but yeah. people are like, you're the one that started this, Kaplan. You're the one that got this whole trade. Lindsay I mean, you kind of did. Started. Let's be real here. If we're being honest. Okay. So, I mean, you so, put it out in the atmosphere. Hey, you did. But you know what? Is it really such a bad thing? No, that's the no. point. That's what I'm going to say. No. Is that no. so that so that if I'm going to be and I'm going to again say blamed, I'm going to look at it completely differently and say I'm going to take responsibility for a genius concept, not take blame from a bunch of malcontents out there. You people know who you are. The, okay. the few, the few and far between, the malcontents. Yes, yeah. not many. Now, I, I do want to also tell Laura, hello. I mean, Laura, Laura, I see you, Laura. You've been busy on social media while I've been gone, girl. I just stay busy with work and school. I don't know what y'all talking about. I oh. don't know. You were out. You oh, and I Janice. Know. I saw you guys at some concert at Dodger Stadium, getting down. I mean, it's all for work purposes, you know. What? Was, was it work? For, really for work purposes? No, hell no. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, I was going to say, I don't know. She's been very busy on social media and not just, you know, putting out her normal amount of tweets, but <laughs> she go, did Pat. a four plus hour Instagram okay. live wait, last no, week. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. You no. did what? Okay. First of all, Cap, how does it go higher every time you talk about it? Because I actually went back and I'm like, did I really do a four hour live? I didn't not do a four hour live. It was like three and a half and I got a little drunk. So my it bad. got a little long. My hey bad. now. <laughs> That's my kind <laughs> of Instagram <laughs> live. My bad. Yeah. Bottle and a half of wine in a few shots later it was three and a half hours yeah three and a half hours it was fun you know what people keep asking me and i was like okay i went live last night so was, wait wait let me rewind how much alcohol did you have on this instagram live so i started with half a bottle of like very cheap moscato wine and i was like oh i drank it really quickly so then i opened another bottle and then i ended up opening the bottle that you guys gave me for my birthday and listeners um ended up joining like that you know you could request and they right, started right, taking right, yeah, shots yeah, yeah. with me so i'm like i will only okay. take shots if you guys take shots with me hey now so I took I like, like three it. shots. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Good times. Good Fair. Time. And Sounds don't like even fun. ask, but but I spent a lot of time that night, which was my date night with my girlfriend, by the way. I spent a lot of night, a lot of that night watching Laura's Instagram live. <laughs> okay, I, wait I a second. I don't wait, believe wait, him. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. Do you want, right, to Laura's point, do you think we are going to believe that you were on a date night with your girlfriend, Rachel, and that you spent the majority of said date night Watching Laura's Instagram live at some restaurant, I presume? No, not the majority. What happened was we went out for dinner. It was kind of a quick dinner, and we and we were both really tired, so she went home, I went home. And when I got home, I was getting into the seventh inning. I don't remember who the Dodgers were playing at the time. Maybe they were playing Atlanta or whatever Atlanta. it was. Atlanta. Yeah. 
And so I, I was watching uh, the Dodgers were playing Atlanta, the Giants were playing Milwaukee, and I was sitting here watching two games. I open up my phone, Laura's going live on Instagram, and I just got sucked into it. You know how like, sometimes you follow somebody on something and you just can't stop? I just couldn't yeah. stop. I just Ask kept watching. Why. Why, why, were you so, why couldn't you stop? It was interesting. I found it fascinating, frankly. You know, what she was, was so fascinating there. about she it? She was in her room. She was by herself. She wanted company. She's drinking wine. She's doing shots. She's talking to listeners. I don't know. I couldn't get away from it. Yeah, people were people want the Sedano Cap showdown, and I think he was just like in there to listen to see what people were saying. I could have been voyeuristically listening. It's yeah, true. Yeah. I think that's why because people I was were creeping. like, "What were people saying?" They want it, George. They want you in your karate gear and me in like you know all kinds of protect, protective gear. They want us in the ring like we've talked about, like we've proposed. Oh, the fight. They want us yes. to do the fight, is what right. you're saying. Probably on and, the undercard of like a Jake Paul fight or something. Okay, now, Lauda, what, 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 are the, what were the people saying about me? You're going to destroy Cap. I mean, that's... I mean, listen, I said thing. that already, so yeah. I mean, there's that, you know but what I mean? Cap but Cap doesn't believe that. Cap no, really I don't believe doesn't that. believe that. I, I don't think you that. could... I, I don't think... If we set a date... Now, granted, COVID kind of ruins a lot of this, right? Like, we have to kind of... Fig- we have to do this non-COVID because we want people there. Um... And so I, I do think that once we can get through this, whenever the hell we get through this, um, I, I think that we can set a date, we can find a venue, and we can make that happen. And then we can see, Cap, if you can hang. Because I just don't, I just think, here's the thing, forget about me kicking your ass. Like, I just think that, I don't think you can keep up for more than a round. Like, just keep oh. up physically, is what I'm get saying. Get out of here. Keep yeah, up you guys would never really fight each other. Well, no, like, no hold on. There, there are rules in the fight. Let me explain what the rules are here. So George is a black belt in karate, but hasn't trained in karate in 20 plus years. Right. I think George is very tight in the hamstrings and quads and possibly could rip an Achilles tendon at any moment. And George thinks that I'm old and slow and already defeated. So we both are, are criticizing each other's games before we even get into the ring. Now, George is a professional fighter. Those hands are registered as weapons. I, on the other hand, not a professional fighter, so I get to wear all this protective gear. Head gear, head gear stomach right. gear, you name it, right. I get to wear it. I'll be like... The Eric only Dickerson thing I'm going to wear is a mouthpiece. Yeah. Right. So, so Got to protect willing, the teeth. I'm willing to take my chances, okay? I'm taller. I weigh more. I've got more reach. I mean, I feel like even though I'm not a karate man and a man who's, who's an expert fighter, I feel like I'll take my chances. Right. In a sanctioned your, belt. Your, your arms are not longer than my legs, though. Well, but you have to be able to use your legs. And oh, given I know how to use my years, legs. <laughs> okay. Given that it's been 20 years, yeah. you know, I'm willing to take my chances here. Now, okay, Clinton fair Yates enough. came so on then, the yeah. air last week. Clinton Yates so, was all over me. He's like, oh, Sedano's going to kick your ass. I'm like, all right, oh, yeah. all right, I'll take my chances. Clinton has right. 100% has Sedano's back. He's like, oh, big no time. chance. Big time. Okay. gives me no fair shot enough. at all. Uh, now, so was that really the reason you were stuck and glued to, to Laura's Instagram? Not really. I just, again, I found it fascinating. Like, I turned on Instagram. There she was live. I left. I came back. There she was live. I left again. Yeah. Came back. I'm like, damn, she's still going. But it was fun. Good to for watch you, her. Laura. Thank you. Good for Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> I told her I want more. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so, Lindsay, now... I heard you're, we're all very excited to have you aboard, obviously. Yes, we heard your dog seems to be very excited, too, to be part of the show. What is the dog's name? Chewy. Chewy. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Chewy the Frenchie I, I feel like he's part of the family already, uh, Lauda. I mean, he definitely is. If you got you guys, I have my mic muted, but he's already hopping around, you know, playing with his toys, his squeaker toys in the background. He? He's what a Frenchie pug. 
a Frenchy yeah. pug. So is that mm-hmm. is that different than a French so bulldog? Cute. Yeah, he's half French bulldog, half pug. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, I think every family deserves a Chewy, and we got one now. So now we're good to go. So there you have it. Uh, all right, listen, here's the deal. We're going to break a little early because I want to get into a big weekend of college football, including UCLA's monster, I repeat, monster win against LSU and why I believe it could be sustainable. We'll get into that. USC fan, why there should be some level of concern coming off the weekend. And, of course, the Dodgers, we're going to get into how they may have mess this thing up against the Giants before they even got started. All that coming up. Stick around. Radio Tinder has moved to our show because it's Lindsay's deal. 5.30. Stick around. We're back in a couple of minutes. 7.10 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Sedano Cap here on 710 ESPN. Good to be back in the saddle. Lindsay is here now producing the show. Laura's still here. Of course, Cap is here. So Good to have you back, by the way. You have no idea how much shaming I took last week from guys like Clinton Yates and Greg Bergman because I'm a football first guy and they're baseball first guys. And yeah. then thankfully, thankfully, DeMarco Farr showed up on Friday where we could talk about some football and I didn't have to be shamed about being a football guy. So I'm glad to have no, you back. Not, you don't have to be shamed. I, don't, I like football. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to shame you for, for liking football. I mean, it, you know, I, I, I think there's space... For everyone is the way I would describe it. Uh, that's that's the way I, I feel like we uh, we can handle these situations. So we, we're going to get into the Dodgers in a little bit, in about 15 minutes. But I do want to talk some football here because I think it was a monster weekend for UCLA. Now, allow me the room here, Kaplan, to just kind of tell you why I think it's a monster weekend. Go for it. Go for it. Because uh, I got the a lot obvious, of to say, too. Go ahead. The obvious is they beat LSU. Mm-hmm. But what when Chip Kelly arrived here, there was these instant expectations that he would turn this thing around quickly, and people very quickly turned on him. Now, look, even I was kind of like, bro, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't have it anymore because I believe, much like players, coaches can lose it like that, okay, at the drop of a hat. And they just all of a sudden don't connect anymore. But clearly, you know, my inclination to believe that was wrong, and my initial, I guess, assessment of Chip Kelly coming here, which was, this thing is going to be fascinating because I do think he's going to be able to get them to play well. It may have taken three years, but I think we're here. He's got a dominant offensive line and run the bleep out of the ball. And they've got a quarterback who can make big plays down the field and make plays with his legs. And to me, that's a recipe for success in college football because defense doesn't matter as much as it once did a couple years ago. So, George, I, I really believe... Of all the things that happened along this holiday weekend, I really believe the biggest story of the entire weekend is UCLA's win over LSU, okay? The Dodgers losing two out of three to the Giants, that's a really big story. The thing is, they've already moved on. They're playing St. Louis. They already played a game yesterday. They'll play here this afternoon. I'm just saying that coming out of the holiday weekend, the biggest sports story, perhaps the biggest surprise, and one of the biggest shocks in all of college football 
is that UCLA beats LSU. Now, here's the thing, George. I can't honestly tell you that going into the game, I knew very much about LSU's team, and all I really knew about UCLA was they beat a weak Hawaii team. But Vegas had, had UCLA as a three-point home dog. It got down to two and a half points by Friday afternoon. So again, my impression, and tell me if you shared this same perception, my impression is if you're an upper echelon SEC school, like I perceive LSU to be, and if you have been, have been, past tense, a lower echelon Pac-12 team, the SEC team is going to win nine out of ten times. Do you, do you share yes. that perception? Yes, yes. Okay. So either LSU's not very good, and maybe Hawaii's terrible, or or maybe UCLA has finally gotten the Chip Kelly system, and maybe he's finally got his type of players, and all the things that actually do take time when a coach takes over a program. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I do think all that stuff is what's transpired here, and I think that Chip is actually... I think he's simplified things. He's more... Now, granted, they ran a lot when he was at Oregon, but I also think that they just he's playing to the team's strengths instead of having them try to fit the Chip Kelly system or whatever the hell we want to call it. Here's the other thing. Um, I, I do think that organizations, whether it's a professional organization or whether it's uh, a college you know, uh, situation, I think that everyone takes their cues from the top, okay? And in the NFL, that's like the owner, the GM, president, whatever, blah, 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 down to the coach, right? They all got to be on the same page. They all have to have synergy. And I think that with college teams, a lot of that is the vision of the athletic director. Now, on this show, and you, I believe you were on once with him, uh, Martin Jarman, to me, immediately when that hire was made, we became friendly with him, we brought him on the show, and the reason is he's young. He was the youngest athletic director in the history of college athletics when he was at Boston College. He is still... I, he might still be the youngest right now, even currently uh, in college athletics at UCLA. When you have new blood, okay, they think of things differently. They learn to collaborate and work together. And I don't think it's a coincidence that since that dude has stepped on 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 the floors uh, or the, the grounds at Westwood, that all of a sudden the basketball team is really good, right? He made a great hire there, and I think that he is kind of made things work with Chip Kelly here this season, and all those things are colliding at the same time. Well, let me give you an example. And, and again, this is to me why I believe that UCLA's win over LSU is the biggest story of the holiday weekend, and here's why. So UCLA was giving away, George, tickets to high school kids. If you were in high school and you had a student ID, you could get a free ticket to this game. Are you aware of this promotion? Smart. Yeah, it's smart. Okay. So now here's what I said, and DeMarco was on the air while you were on vacation. It's a desperation move. Here's why. Because the team hasn't performed. Everybody knows this stat that Chip Kelly had not won a game at UCLA against an out-of-conference opponent. So now you've got this Hawaii win, which is his first, and now you've got LSU. If UCLA gives away, let's just put out a number, 20,000 tickets, whatever the number was. If they give away 20,000 tickets, and they get destroyed by LSU, you take the risk of having 20,000 people go, that was my first college football game, and LSU crushed them, and that's why I'm an LSU fan all these years later. But you see, George, what happened was it worked to perfection. I called it a desperation move because I thought that's what it was. Now I'll call it a brilliant move because UCLA paid it off. 
they actually won the game, which means, again, in my equation, if 20,000 people all went to their first college football game for free and they all saw UCLA beat LSU, those 20,000 kids, George, guess what they might be now? They might be UCLA fans like Laura. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. This win by UCLA was monumental because a mid-range Pac-12 school beats what many of us perceive to be an upper wait, wait. echelon SEC school. But let me, let me jump on that for a second. Yeah, while you're right about that, and I agreed with you, here's the one thing, and I'm sure everyone out there could, could relate to this. Over the years, the Pac-12 has been way more willing to go out east and play schools in the eastern time zone, and particularly the SEC. Like when USC was humming, man, they were going out and playing Auburn at Auburn. They were playing all sorts of teams. Now, LSU is one of those, is the only SEC school, in my opinion, outside of Alabama doesn't even do this, okay? But they, they do play teams out of their conference, but they generally tend to do it like on neutral site games and stuff like that. LSU is the only team with the Kuyans, okay? with the coconuts to go out there and say, we're going to fly west, we're going to go play in Pasadena, we're going to take on UCLA. So I'm going to give LSU a break for that, but that's the thing. You well, why do you never... think they did that? What's that? Why do you suppose LSU did that? Because they don't care. They want to play whoever, whenever. And I okay. actually think I, that I, that's great. I would argue that, that Ed Ogeron... You think had, they were getting a, a, an easy win? Is correct. What you thought they were correct. Getting. I yeah. I think that Ed Ogeron. Yeah, but these and LSU, schedules are made years in advance. They didn't I, know what that team was going to look like. Of course, they wouldn't know that. But and and I'd have to go back and look and see when this this game was made. But I think that Ed Ogeron would look at UCLA, especially at LSU, and let's just say it's three, four, five years ago, and he goes, "Well, they don't really pose any threat, so it gives us a chance, LSU, to show up in LA." to do a whole bunch of recruiting of Southern California kids. And while we're there, we'll smack down UCLA and those kids that we're recruiting will be interested in LSU because they got to see it up close and personal. I think that LSU looked at UCLA as, frankly, an easy win. Uh, perhaps. And, and look, it's not like they've been some juggernaut in football anyway, right? But I, I do feel like, again, this stuff, because it's scheduled so far in advance, is not like... Um, I, I do think your plan is accurate, but I don't necessarily – they don't really know if they're going to be good or not, you know, several years down the road, especially when Chip Kelly arrived. Like, you, the assumption was they were going to be good sooner rather than later, um, and, and it was going to be a competitive game, but because they're the almighty SEC – I use that in air quotes um, – and, you know, that they would come in and take care of business, to your right, point. Right, and, but, that, and, and that is what I think that they thought was going to happen. LSU. But Alabama's really that only team that actually pulls that off on a regular basis. And even they don't do it where they come out here. Now, they come out here to play in the Rose Bowl in like the college football playoff, but that's different than coming out and playing a regular season game here. Most of those damn teams don't like playing west of the Mississippi, and if they actually played west of the Mississippi, this is my ultimate point, they would lose more. You would see more games like UCLA beating LSU if the SEC had the you-know-whats to actually come out west and play some teams well the reason that sec schools rarely want to do that is because the sec schedule on its own is hard enough to navigate let alone having to take on a name brand school i'm this is just again this is my opinion i do not have in front of me when this game was booked it could have been five years ago it could have been a year ago for all i know all i'm telling you is is that in my opinion lsu thinks of ucla as being a lower echelon school. sure they're not I get that. oregon yes. they're not washington and by yeah. the way washington just as a side note george 
Washington may have suffered their worst loss in history. Oh, my God. History. Awful. Montana. Like, to what lose, is happening there? Dude, yeah. to lose to Montana, I think the score is like 13-7. to 7. At home! Right. I mean, Washington fans are losing their minds since we're talking about the Pac-12. Point, though, is that LSU would look at UCLA and they're going, they'd say, they're not an upper echelon Pac-12 football program. Let's, Let's take a calculated stuff. risk, is what right. you're saying. Right. Yeah. But, but the calculated risk, this gets back to your point. The calculated risk by the UCLA Athletic Department. Tell me be, what it is on the other side. Tell okay. me what the calculated risk you is on the it. other side. I also want to get into why the Dodgers may have screwed, the, uh, uh, screwed up before even getting to the Giants series. Okay, we'll get into that. Stick around. Sedano and Cap, we are back in three minutes and 45 seconds. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Are we supposed to go now? I'm just curious. <laughs> I was just jamming to the song. I didn't know if Chris was going to keep talking. Who's bad? When this song came out, now I don't love the album. But I like the song. I remember the song coming out and thinking to myself, it's pretty bad. And I meant that, in a, you know, bad in a good way, obviously. Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good? Yeah, I was 10 years old when this song came out. Laura, the song is older than you? Yeah, I'm 33. L- Lindsay, is this song older than you too? Um, It was the... Yeah, it's, it's older than me by a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I don't know how it happened, George, and it sucks. Let me tell you something. It may happen to being you someday old? in your career. Not yeah. being no, old. No, hap- it happens all the time. What are yeah, you talking not, about? Not being old, but becoming the oldest person around. Like, if right. I were working on Mason in Ireland, I'd still right. be the young guy. You would be the young guy. Right? But but now that I'm working Now, are you with, saying you want to trade? Is that no, what you, no, you no, want to no, trade, No more too? trades. No more trades. Okay. No I'm more trades. But, right. but if I were working on Mason in Ireland, it'd be like, hey, Kaplan, were you alive when bad came out? And I'd be like, yeah, fellas, I was a young guy. But you see, now I've become, in this organization and in this show yeah. in particular, I've become the yeah. old guy. As a matter of fact, while you were on vacation, we did a live remote at Hollywood Park Casino. Amanda, yeah. our boss, took this great picture with everybody who was there was in this picture. And I looked at the picture and I went, oh, my God. I'm still devilishly handsome, needless to say. However, <laughs> right. I am the old guy of the group. Y- you are. Welcome to reality sucks mm-hmm, you are it's not fun no sucks no. i used yeah. to hang around with a group of older guys and they used to tease me that i was so much by far and away the younger guy 
And yeah. I was like, that's awesome. I love that. So are you telling us you're going through a midlife crisis? Is what you're not telling exactly me? because, <laughs> uh, not exactly. Uh, I mean, per- perhaps partially, but not right. exactly. But you'll remember- Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Before I do that, because I do want to get to your UCLA thing, because I, yeah. I, I do want to pay that off. Um, now, uh, let me ask the ladies. Uh, Lindsay, does it sound like Kaplan started with no, but then went to not exactly. Do you believe he's going through a midlife crisis on the air as we speak? I don't think he's going through a midlife crisis. I think he's just starting to question, maybe question his place in the world as far as the Whoa, goes. that's even deeper, That's I worse, feel like. girl. Yeah. No, it's not. Good no, Lord. Not, yeah, it is. I think crisis, so. It, a midlife crisis is like an overreaction. Like, oh, my God, I'm old. Help me, please. I need to go out and buy. I mean, that's what it you know, sounded like, what he was just mm-hmm. doing. Well, Cap, we'll make you feel young. Well, I feel young, and I feel like I look young. Okay, but but reality has struck. And the reality is when I looked at that picture, Sedano wasn't there and he's about six, seven years younger than I am. Key was there because he doesn't like to go by Keyshawn, but Key was there and he's only just a couple years younger than I am. And well, that's actually a good thing that he lets you call him Key. You know, like that's well, like call, a thing. I called him Keyshawn and he about bit my head off. He's like, my name's yeah, not yeah. Keyshawn, it's Key. I'm like, yo, dog, I thought it was Keyshawn. Sorry, my B. Yeah. You know? Um, so, well, wait, Cap, let me say something. Did you really? It's- hold on, hold on. Did you really say my B? No, I didn't really say it like that. <laughs> He's trying hard to be the young guy. I'm just saying. Sorry, Lindsay, I'm not trying sorry. hard at all. That's just something I use. No, it's That's okay. A I, I use. Might be. I was gonna say the fact that you recognize it is so uh, so much yeah. better, like a million times better than you being in denial and being Correct. completely delusional. Take it from yeah. me. I know somebody like that, and it's Whoa. not fun. Hey, now, Whoa! Hey, I'm hey, not gonna go down about? that path. Oh, I would. I mean, that's on you. you. Know what? <laughs> I'm not going to stop you, but I mean. <laughs> I'm not going through a midlife crisis, George. I haven't bought a car that's that's ridiculously expensive and showy. So when, I, when for I show up, when I show up, girl, I get out of the car. And girls are like, look at him. I wonder what's going on with that. guy. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I'm don't do that. that. I can't not, let you do that. No, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I'm just saying that I'm I'm under the uh, I, I'm dealing with the reality that when I look around the rest of the radio station. I've become a senior member of the staff, whereas all along I was a young guy. When I was 29, 30, I looked up to the guys that were 50, 55. Now I'm becoming a guy who's in his 50s, and I'm like, how did this all happen so fast? Yeah. Life, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Life. Um, So anyway, real quick, we were just talking. I want to get to the Dodgers real quick. Um, but you, you were let's finish up the UCLA conversation. So we were talking about um you you were talking about a critical thing, right? You I think I believe that's the phrasing. A calculated, calculated risk, risk was the phrase you, yes. you used. Yes. Here was the calculated risk by UCLA. Okay. And this is why a week and a half ago I called the calculated risk risk desperation and yeah. why today I will refer to the exact same calculated risk as brilliance. Here's why. Right. When you give away tickets for free because you want to create an environment, the risk you take against an LSU is they fly cross-country and beat you down on your home stadium. And yeah. what did you do? You gave away a whole bunch of free tickets. And rather than the free ticket getters becoming UCLA fans, they're like, I don't ever want to go see those guys again. They just got killed. The calculated yeah. risk was giving away the tickets to a school against like LSU rather than Hawaii and winning. The fact that UCLA right. won and paid it off, it was a calculated risk that worked to absolute perfection. And I believe a win like this can change recruiting completely. One win. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that you know one of our listeners, our loyal listeners, Duvel Jameson, tweeted us that about how giving out free tickets to high school kids is a great recruiting tool. Now, look, again, I think that that is a calculated risk that a young athletic director like Martin Jarman is willing to take, right? He has, what does he have to lose? You know, Laura's a UCLA fan, you know, but I mean, let's be real. There's not a ton of UCLA football fans, right, Laura? No, there isn't. And they, right. when I was growing up, it was all Trojan fans. Yeah, it's USC. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone love not everyone, everyone other than USC alum, uh, love UCLA basketball. Everybody gravitates in the city, no matter what, to UCLA basketball. If you didn't go to USC or UCLA, you gravitate to Trojan football. And that's the sure. way this, this town has always been. So to, if you're going to try to change that balance... You have to try stuff like this. And I think that to your – now, Kaplan, I like the fact that you're willing with new information to change because there are plenty of stubborn asses in this business that aren't willing to change with new information. So well, that's good for the, you. The, thank you. The, <clears throat> this comes with age, George. This comes with age. The, the, <laughs> with wisdom. The, wisdom. Right, wisdom. Right. right. The yes. ability to say, you know what? I actually I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Because Laura was Debbie Downering me when I was Uh-oh. calling it for what it was. It no. was a desperate move. You were hating. And I'm, I wasn't as a, hating. You're as wrong. A UCLA I, I was person, not hating. I was like, ooh, you know, they're doing. You see, for me, this is what's up. I love, I've, I've never been, you know, a student of UCLA. I just grew up watching the basketball team. I was like, ooh, so I loved right. it, right? Now, coming. And being in sports and being being involved in sports radio and loving what this athletic director is doing to involve the community like that was awesome because I couldn't go see them when I was growing up like my parents didn't know what that was about they were like estás loca so having your parent be like hey it's free you know I can go it's free you don't have to pay for it that was what I'm talking about because there's students like myself that couldn't even though it might not be expensive we couldn't explain to our parents why you're going to give money to go see someone that, you know what I mean? Like, I do. That, I do. That's, that's why it was a big deal to me. But, so Laura, when you're like, oh, it's hating. desperate. It's but like, it wasn't mm. hating. But it, but, but it was desperate because here's why. But it worked. Yes, precisely. So that's exactly what George is saying. A week and a half ago, 10 days ago, when I was calling this out as a desperation move, it was desperate. We're not winning. We're not winning out of conference games. We're not filling the Rose Bowl. We got to do something. You know what? Desperate times call for desperate measures. Let's give tickets away for free. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. Let's get the place packed and make it look really good on TV. But wait, what happens if we get smoked? Oh, yeah, hadn't thought about that. Well, now you win the game. That was. I don't think you have anything to lose, even if even if you get smoked. Like it, you don't have you don't lose any ground. Well, <laughs> I think it was all gain. At, at you know, no matter what, like because you're not losing ground if you get your if you get your ass kicked by right. LSU. You're if not you're losing UCLA. ground, but you're not gaining ground either. Okay, but that's fine. Like I, I again, that's why you, the risk versus reward there is easy to make that move and give the tickets to the high school players. And by the way, more people should look at this as a good example of. If you've got a 75, 80, 90,000 seat stadium and you can only put 35,000 in, rather than tarping the place off, find ways to put tickets out in the community Agreed. to get more yeah. people to come to your games. Wholeheartedly agree. All right, speaking of uh, games, the Dodgers played some games with their rotation and it may have been a huge backfire. We'll get into that coming up in two minutes and 15 seconds. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh, yeah. Sedano Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. This is a great, like, I just got out of work song. What is your favorite I got out of work song, Lindsay? Hmm. That's like really put me on the spot. <laughs> That's what uh, I do here. Mason didn't do that? Nope. Not very much. Oh, really? I'm trying to think. This is a good one. We'll go with this one for now. And then when I think of a better one, I will tell you. Okay. That's fair. I got That's fair. Go. I mean, there'll be a lot of music played during the show. Mm-hmm. Kaplan, what is your favorite get out of work song? Like when you're yes. done with the show, yeah. let's say you got to go run some errands or whatever. You just want to chill, take a slow drive to the grocery store or, the, or whatever store or whatever. Or you're meeting Rachel for a drink or whatever. What's the song? You ready? You guys know the band or I should call them a group. Tony, Tony, Tony. It feels good. Uh. Oh, it feels good. Yeah. It's good. Oh, that's a good one. It feels good. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that song. Oh, really? That Really? You haven't? Oh, my baby. Yeah. My B. Your B. Now, I want that to be a thing. Oh, I want I you to do that. that. I, 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 No, no, I do. I want it because I want it to be ironic where you say it, but we laugh because we're not laughing at you. Everybody or we're not laughing with you. Everybody is giving me a hard you. time about my B rather than my bad. In the meantime, I got a 14-year-old kid who I depend on here at my house to teach me things and she that are does. supposed to sound cool, and she uses my B all the time. I But here's the thing. thing. She's 14. 14. Oh, she yeah. can yeah. use my B. Oh, so it's not that I'm using it. It's that... Oh, no, it is that I'm using. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh. oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It feels good. Uh. There you go. Yeah. Laura will get you Tony, Tony, Tony here in a minute. Laura, what's your song? Move. Get Out My Way by Ludacris. Nice. I want to get out. Mm. So it's like, get out my way. I got places to be. I blast that song everywhere. All right. Yeah, I don't See, think that's a good I, there's one. a lot of songs like that make me feel that way. Um, I would say "Hey Ya" by Outkast is a good one. Ooh, um, that is a good one. That is just like a happy song, right? Like it's hey, it's a very happy yeah. song. Oh, I'm not gonna kill it. Um, I'm I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that may be in a different genre? Um, you know, I I, I guess you put yourself on the spot. No, initially. Well, I, I was thinking because initially I loved Uptown Funk, but then it just got played out too much. You know what Love I'm saying? Love that song. Oh, oh, you know what's good? You know what's a really good song right now? Ed Sheeran has a song. What is the name? Bad Habits? Bad Habits. I like that song. Ooh, I got you. That That's song is song. really good. And I actually like it's always I'm always I only listen to music in the car these days, so or when I'm working out. But like Bad Habits is a good song. Sneaky good song by Ed Sheeran. I didn't know that was Ed Sheeran who sang that song yep. until I looked down at the at the console of my card and it said Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would have guessed anyone else but Ed Sheeran. Really? You know, it is so funny that you're saying that, that yeah. you're getting this music when you're in your car. I literally only get music now when I'm doing Peloton, and it's mostly because of my man Alex Toussaint has these classes called Club Bangers where he puts on all of his favorite hip-hop songs. <laughs> and because of that, that's where I get my music from. I literally get my music from a Peloton bike, not from the radio anymore. Yeah. No, I listen, let me tell you something. I've lived in a lot of towns, okay? I don't think there is a better town for terrestrial radio than this town, okay? Because 
I know that there are other big markets like New York and Chicago. But here in L.A., man, you can find every little damn niche you want, okay? And even sub-niches, okay? Like niches to niches of music and genres of genres of music. Like um, uh, K-Rock does like... um, some like Latino rock in certain nights at like, you know, uh, during the week. It's like fantastic. Like there is not a better town to listen to music than here. Also, the, look, we all know all the music labels are out here too for the most part. So I think that plays a role in it too. But yeah, I, I love listening to music in the car. I rarely listen to talk radio unless I'm getting closer to the show and, you know, like, or if I'm, dr- I'm driving to do work at the, sh- at the TV studio, I popped in like as... as um, Travis and Sliwa today, and then I popped in Mason Ireland for a minute today just to kind of get a sense for what they're talking about. Yeah. But generally, I'm in the car. I'm pounding music. Yeah, no, me. I'm, I'm a talk radio listener all day long. I mean, I'm listening to 710. I'm popping around to see what else everybody else is talking about. Uh, no, I don't care about news. anybody else is talking yeah, about. Sports I, actually, news, seriously. I, so he, here's what I would tell you, and, and this is like super inside radio, um, and I'm curious to hear what Lindsay and Laura feel about this too. The longer I've done this, the less and less I actually listen to other talk radio shows because I don't, you, you know, again, I listen to our station because I want, again, I want to peek in and get a glimpse of what uh, Travis and Sliwa are talking about, what Mason and Ireland are talking about. I'll be real. I'm, I'm rarely going to be up to listen to Keyshawn in the morning with Max and, and Jay Will. <laughs> like that's or at least that in the car, right? Like that's not, that's not going to happen very often. Now, if I was, I would totally listen to them because again, my point is I want to, I want to get a peek for what it is, that they're listening to. But I've done it less and less, Kaplan. Why? Because I don't want someone else to cloud my thoughts on what the hell I want to talk about. I want to come into the show and say, this is what I want to talk about, and I hope the audience enjoys it because I'm going to talk about it with you, and you're going to talk about it with me in a passionate way where we're all going to get into this together. Yeah, I was listening to uh, quite a bit of Mason in Ireland today. Oh, my God. George, hold on. Just hold on. I'm calling an official Sedano and Cap timeout. You have no idea what just happened here. I don't know if you're watching the Dodgers at this moment, but Albert Pujols is back in St. Louis, right? Comes up in the first inning. They all stand and give him an ovation, right? Um, Right. I mean, the the catcher from St. Louis. And then he hits a home run. He hits a home run. Hits a home run top of the first inning. Oh, my God. That's incredible. That is amazing. What a story, man. What a story. The Angels are paying Albert Pujols' salary so that he can go in a Dodger uniform back to St. Louis and crank a home run. Way to go, Uncle Al. And his 17th of the year, which I believe is his 11th in a Dodger uniform this season, if I recall correctly. What a story, so, man. What a story. It is. It's awesome. It's aw- That is a great story. And look, people are still standing. I think they want to give him a curtain call, it looks like. Um, but, yeah, like, here's the deal, man. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. No, no. I thought they were going to go back to back here for a second. He's at the warning track. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So anyway, um, what we were talking. Let's talk about the Dodgers real quick, since they are up one nothing, and we'll keep you up to date on what's going on during the game. As as Cap mentioned, Albert Pujols hit a bomb uh, after a standing O from his uh, original uh, fan base, the St. Louis Cardinals. But I, I think the Dodgers kind of screwed up the Giants thing a little bit. The way they set up their rotation. They decided to set it up where they had Urias and Bueller, but they could have had Scherzer, Urias, and Bueller pitch in this series. And it didn't work out that way because of the way they handled the Braves series. Uh, I heard Mason in Ireland actually talking about this with Greg, and Greg was trying to make the case that this was the right move because the Braves are the better team. Which, look, 
I get on paper the Braves are probably the better team, but here's what I would say to Greg Bergman or any Dodger fan at this point. And Cap, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You got to get over this thing that the Giants on paper aren't as good as some of these other teams. The Giants are the best team in the National League by record, and you have to just understand that. And the Dodgers, I think, can beat them in a series, but I sure as hell don't want to see them in a one-game scenario, which could happen for the division, or the now the fact because they screwed up the rotation, and I'm normally not a guy that criticizes Dave, okay? Like, I am – you know me, Cap. You and I are Team Dave Roberts, okay? Big but I, I, I really feel like this was a little bit of a mismanagement. Now, do I think in the long run it may not be a big deal because they could still win the division? Yes. They've, made, they've caught them, which is – I didn't expect for that to happen. However – we got to get over this. The Braves are the better teams. We need to pitch Scherzer again. No, Greg, that's wrong. Okay, the Giants are clearly the better team this season. So I'm going to say this to you, George. I disagree in this way. When they were playing Atlanta, they were still, as I recall, two games behind catching them, San Francisco. Catching the Giants. Yeah. Right. They were still two games behind San Francisco. San Francisco wound up going on a streak where they lost four out of five, five out of six, something like that, and they lost the first three against Milwaukee in that series before they played the Dodgers. For me, my opinion was you stay with your rotation because instead of worrying about the three games coming up, I'm worrying about the three games that are sitting in front of me right now. Now, look, you can say that they screwed up because they lost that series to the Giants, but let me just remind you, against the fir- in the first game that they lost, they scored two runs. In the second game that they lost, they scored one run. And in the third game that they lost, they scored four runs, but they scored two runs until the top of the ninth inning. They, the offense and the bats were not what they had been prior to going to San Francisco. And by the way, San Francisco was, was really, I mean, they, they were using bullpen days for the last two games. So to me, I would put more of it on the offensive side of the Dodgers and less of it on the manager and his decision for the pitching rotation. That's my opinion. Okay, fair enough. Um, you know what? Let, let's tackle that on the other side, get people's thoughts on it. Also, I do want to get into the USC aspect of all this UCLA love that's happening locally and nationally. We'll get to some of that coming up. I, I got some Raiders and Rams stuff that we're going to dive into in the next hour. Oh, and yeah, of course... People are talking smack about LeBron and the Lakers. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. It's Sedano and Cap. Lindsay's hanging out with us now. She is the producer of the show. Laura is here. It is 710 ESPN. Back in tres minutos.